And I feel like we spend our whole lives, okay, say we're built on rock. Boom. Mm-hmm. So now we're building our house on this rock. It's a firm foundation. But we get so caught up on the house. Okay, hello. I have been sitting here wondering how in the world do I create an intro to today's guest? How do I do it? She's someone that I love and I'm honored by and I want to honor her. What if I don't say the correct things? What if I leave something out? Do I talk about her occupation? Do I talk about her family? Do I talk about what she's done for me? And I'm just going in this big circle of thoughts and I realize, first of all, she's my best friend, so she'll understand. And second of all, why don't I just read the scripture that reminds me of her? And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to read Psalms 1. And as we do it, please feel free to think about my best friend slash today's guest, Naomi Hall. I'm so excited for this conversation with her. But first, Psalms 1. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Okay, I'm so excited. Please welcome my best friend, Naomi. Welcome, Naomi. Thank you. She is my best friend. Please introduce yourself to our friends. You can't laugh. Okay. Tell us about what your season is currently. What you enjoy doing? Currently? Yes. Well, I am in nursing school, so what I enjoy doing, I don't normally get to do. But that's okay because it's just the season. So right now, I'm doing a lot of studying and reading and homework. But also, I'm able to, like, be involved on campus and, like, be a part of InterVarsity, which is a, you know, like a Christian group on my mm-hmm. campus. So I'm able to, like, lead a Bible study. So that's always really fun, like, being able to, like, help foster other students to, like, fall in love with Jesus is always fun. And I'm also, you know, doing other, like, nursing things roles and responsibilities but also a lot of fun Um, and I feel like just having friends definitely makes uh, life a lot better (laughs) that's so sweet and you spoke in front of thousands at the InterVarsity Global Conference yeah that was wild like that's still wild I'm still mind-boggled and trying to process everything (laughs) I think about it often I'm like like, wow wow. (laughs) Jesus fed the 5,000 and my best friend stood in front of them and spoke. Yeah. I'm like, I I, I did it. And now I feel like <laughs> I can speak on the podcast now. <laughs> you said, and now I will join him in the closet and speak. Yes. I love that. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Naomi. You've been a person of faith from a young age because we both grew up in church and we both grew up knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what brought you to the good news of the kingdom of heaven? And when did you choose to say yes? 
examples of that as well. Like, I remember hearing my mom praying at 3 a.m. in the morning and, like, her coming mm-hmm. in my room and, like, praying over me. I remember, like, her reading her Bible. And so I feel like not only was I taught that, but also was shown it. And so that was really good. I feel like I've said yes to God all throughout my life, like, little mini yeses. But I feel like my freshman year in college, when I truly said yes to God and, like, actually understood the depth of it, oh, like, this yes is bigger than just me. Yeah, I think my, like, final, like, big yes, like, Faith determining yes was my mm-hmm. freshman year in college. Like the faith becomes your own in college. Now I'm saying yes because I really choose to. Because if I want, I could say no. <laughs> you know, that's true. Since you're in college, you are a person of strength. And it's clear from your classmates yeah. that you don't camp out in the valley, so to speak. And you don't buy what I like to say, you don't buy real estate in insecurity or despair. And how do you choose? to continually build your life on Jesus every day all the time you're given opportunities to compromise your identity or compromise this like God given standard not a simple standard Mm -hmm. but like an actual like holy standard yeah so many opportunities to compromise that but I feel like for me it's been the reminder of like it's better on this side and so there are there have been times where like then like you know what I'm gonna drift away a little bit Mm -hmm. and see like you know let's see what Come what on. they're portraying is, is yeah. it really better are y'all really having that much fun you know yeah. i'll drift away and then i'll like realize oh like it does taste better over oh. here like taste and see that the oh lord my is gosh. good okay and so i think i'm always just brought back to god because i realize it's so much better like living on this side i have everything i need earlier i was like lord what in the world do i speak to my best friend, friend about and i keep on getting this image of water with you you're not like the first person that's ever said that. Like, really? literally this year. She's like, I see you, like, in front of a waterfall. Like, yeah. what is up with the water? <laughs> and I said the waterfall last time. <laughs> yeah. But today, I was sitting there. Okay, random note. I first was off, and I just looked up. What are water slides made of? So I'm reading about fiberglass, and it's boring. This is not what the Lord is leading me to. This is just random. Now I know that, you know, friction happens with water. I don't even know. So I switched that one, and I end up on oceans and about riptides then i start researching it more and i learned about rip currents and i thought of you because i thought sometimes we drift away Mm -hmm. and what's funny is one time i was swimming and i started to drift with people physically and i thought well look how strong the ocean is oh my gosh we're so far out at sea and of course the response of the local was like you're in a rip current you need to get to shore Mm -hmm. But when I started researching it after randomly reading about water slides, like a rip current is when two waves are in the ocean and they're coming to shore and they collide with each other. So instead of just breaking on the shore, they're actually using their tension to pull whatever's in their path back out. And so this is really dangerous because people that swim, the current's stronger than you. Eight miles per hour. That's faster than an Olympic swimmer. And so as I'm reading about this, I began to realize that it pulls you out or under. So you either go under the ocean or you go further out to where you don't want to belong. The temptation is to just swim towards shore. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're actually supposed to swim parallel to the shore Mm -hmm. because you're no longer being pulled in the direction of the current and then go to the shore. Mm -hmm. So all of that science facts leads me to say that you are someone (laughs) that does not get pulled in by the current, but rather you swim parallel to what people expect, and then you get to shore. Mm. 
nerd. <laughs> yeah, really? I thought about that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nerdy. I don't even like scientific ocean stuff. But you use the term drift, so I'm like, well, now I have to share about a rip current. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word, but you are someone that has their house built on the rock, so to speak. When Jesus tells the parable and he says... The kingdom of heaven is like a man that built his house on a rock and one man built his house on sand. And when the storms came, the rain came, the house that was built on sand didn't stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're a person that has built your house on the rock. But like, what do you do practically when the storms come? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I recently read that passage. Oh. One thing that stood out to me from that is it says, like, the man who is wise and built their house on a rock is because they were actually doing the things that God was telling them. Like, the word, they actually were doing it. Whereas the foolish man mm -hmm. heard the word, but he did not do it. And so it's kind of like going back to that, like, scripture says, like, be hearers and doers of the word, okay. not just hearers. And so um, I feel like to have a house built on a rock is more than just you heard the word, but you actually are doing it. And so what keeps me built, what keeps my house on the rock is because I'm constantly doing God's work. You know, I'm mm -hmm. constantly doing the things that he has called me to do. I'm like keeping myself in his will. And so when the storms come and the rain and the wind and everything is blowing around me, it's not even affecting me because I'm so like hyper-focused on what God is doing in my life and what I'm called to do. And it's like the mm -hmm. winds and the waves don't even affect me. And is that like how my life is 24 seven? Absolutely not. Like there are times where I am just outside of the will of God, mm -hmm. but I think it's beautiful to know that because like you will realize, you will see the rain, you will feel the wind. You are like, you're going to know because you're not doing God's will. You're not in communion with God. And so mm -hmm. those winds and waves are going to affect you a lot more. At least that's my personal experience with it. Um, I know, like, and there's going to be hard times either way, whether you're on this rocky found or rock foundation or a sand foundation. Mm -hmm. Like, the winds and waves come for both houses. Okay. But the outcome is what were you built on? And mm -hmm. so I feel like when my house is built on the rock, I come out with a house. Yes. <laughs> and my house is built on my sand. My house is still there. I'm going to be, you're going to see. Like, you know, you're going to see. I just went through it. It's kind of like, um, even going back to like Daniel and being like, without God, he would have definitely came out and been torn to pieces. Oh my gosh. But with God, like he went in and he came out the same way, despite the circumstance. I feel like that's kind of like just the real privilege of like being with God. It's like, mm -hmm. no matter what we go through, we're going to come out either the same or better you know so yeah. yeah exactly girl i forgot about daniel i'm so sorry lord <laughs> so yeah rain came come on wind blew my house was built on you it was yeah. um you gotta cut this out okay <laughs> no i'm gonna leave it in Already know my favorite story of the ten virgins, like five. Tell me about it. Foolish, like okay. <laughs> because they had foolish. I mean, like they followed Jesus. Like they were all ready to go mm -hmm. to the bridegroom. They all like came with their lamps and their oil, but the wise brought extra. Ooh. So that meant they were doing something that the foolish weren't. So yeah, yeah. I just hear that in scripture. 
Well, I of course hear that one in scripture. <laughs> but I, I hear it in the faith community of, oh, well, that's the unfollowers of the Lord. And it's like, actually, this verse is for me. This verse is for oh, you. Actually? This is for us. Yes, you have the Lord, but where's your oil? Or why is your house on sand? Like, all of these really things. So that we were all wise all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it'd look a little different. Mm-hmm. Church would look a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. But something that I have been, like, just kind of processing with God is, like, what does it mean to fear Him? And to have, like, reverence and respect. <sighs> Talk about that, please. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, I think I've always had, like, a misconstrued... Is that the word? Am I saying it correctly? I think <laughs> Whatever word you would like. I can't think a of the word you're looking untrue <laughs> understanding of what it meant to fear God. And it's not like a, oh, I'm scared of heights. I'm scared of spiders. And so, like, I'm going to avoid them at all costs. Like, yeah. that's not what kind of fear is talking about. And I know, like, I'm sure when the Bible was translated from Hebrew, like, different words mean different things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I am not worthy. I do not deserve the love and everything that you give me and so like i must come to you with the posture of like just holiness like i need to be on my knees type thing you know like i just like picture myself like just bowing low before god yeah and so um that was something that i was already thinking about and then i like got the the push to read isaiah and so i get to chapter two so not even that far exactly (laughs) starting from the beginning and like there's this repetition repetition in chapter verse 10 from the fearful presence of the lord and the splendor of his majesty and then it repeats that two other times within the the passage and i was like okay mm-hmm. lord like what is the fearful presence of the lord and the splendor of his majesty so like it's not a like i'm scared like no this is beautiful like what the splendor mm-hmm. of his majesty and like you a lord you lord alone will be exalted in that day and so the arrogance of man will be brought low and human pride humbled the Lord alone will be exalted in that day, and the idols will totally disappear. And so, mm-hmm, interesting. I have just been trying to really understand, like, what it means to fear God, and how can I, like, actively, practically do that? Mm-hmm. Being more humble, like, like, who am I to think that my prayer life should be me just talking and talking and talking, like? I okay need to be quiet and listen to what the Lord has to say. You know, like sometimes a prayer is just look like Lord speak, like whatever you want me to, whatever you want to say to me, like I'm listening. And so that's what it's been for me lately. It's been laying on the floor. Exactly. Been, like here I am, like totally just undone. Exactly. That's so good. I had this conversation one time with a friend. Um, in college, and she's like, my whole life, like, you're told, like, don't have sex before marriage, like, no, 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 like, don't do it, it's bad, like, sex is bad, da, da, da. and she just never understood the reason, reasoning why, it was always just don't do it, it's yeah. bad, and so, like, she just didn't do it, because you were told that it was bad, but it's like, what if we actually took the opportunity to, like, teach kids Ooh. why, why are you waiting till marriage, what, what, what about having sex before marriage is bad, how can, and how can you wait, like, we don't teach kids how to wait, we just tell them not to wait. Oh, like, come what? on, 
Like, how do we teach them how to withstand temptation? We just tell them. Or even not saying the word bad, because I realize that's a, that's a connotation. Yeah. And so then when you get married, you have this, you know, 20 plus year perspective. Yeah. That well, now it's all of a sudden good. I'm like, mm, I think we should talk right. more of like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I think. Of like, this doesn't lead to life. For sure. I mean, the Bible already has every explanation we need. Like, we're just going ahead and, like, you know, putting in that real effort of, like, teaching. God's in the universe controlling it with one word. But in this reality of why do you put me on such a small perspective? Mm-hmm. For sure. He's like, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What? <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. So that goes back to fear and reverence. It does. It does. And I just think about that often. I'm like, oh man, I think a lot of times when I worship, I'm thinking, what can I get out of it? Mm-hmm. What? Or, go. How do I want to worship mm-hmm. that? Yeah. How do I want to? It's like, what? If he says, take your shoes off, this is holy ground, take your shoes off. <laughs> if he says, get on your face, get oh on your gosh. face. Like, Oh, I'm not, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> not me over here convicting. I am feeling convicted too. <laughs> you know what song I've been listening to? What? Besides, you know, um, Jesus by Housewives. <laughs> but the song, um, I Will Exalt You. Really? What led you to that? I don't know. It's just this idea of exalting God. Or like, why do you love that song? What leads you to it? Or you're worthy of it all. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that I one to gets like this me. This morning in the shower. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like I don't know. It's just like going back. I feel like I'm really going back to like the foundation. Like literally, we were just talking about how like houses are built on like rock or sand. Yeah. And I feel like we spend our whole lives. Okay, say we're built on rock. Boom. Mm-hmm. So now we're building our house on this rock is a firm foundation. But we get so caught up on the house. We get caught up. We want to build level one, level two, level three. What kind of appliances are we going to have? What kind of light fixtures are we going to put in it? Like, oh, who's going to come over? Like, you know, like we're just so caught up in like building this house and making it as beautiful. And that's cool. You know, we want yeah. we want to have a beautiful house. But like, let's not forget the foundation. Like, come back to the basement like you know what i'm saying oh my god so i feel like that's kind of the season where i'm at it's like you know what yes i built some some really nice things in my house but i just need to come back to the basement i need to come back to the closest place to my foundation and and just really honor and worship that and so songs like you're worthy of it all or i will exalt you like those are really just bring me to the place of like how dare I build a three-story house? <laughs> <laughs> Quote of the day. How dare I build a three-story house? Like, what? All I needed was the basement. <laughs> Girl, where do you go in a storm? The basement. Oh. All y'all up here in the attic trying to get a view of the tornado. Girl. Well, where do you need to go? Where's my shoe? That's what the Lord said. He said, where do you go? Where do you go? Well, that's a hole. Because we from the Word. Midwest be outside putting videos on Facebook of the tornado. And Jesus is like, you need to get to the basement. To the basement. All y'all out here filming your storms, talking about your relationships. 
Oh. Talking about your grades. Talking about what your boss did. You should have been in the basement. And where do you need to be? On your face. Covering your head. You need to be covered. <laughs> covered. Come on. I thought I had this in middle school. All y'all walking. All y'all on the wall. <laughs> Come on. And your teacher is walking around. And all you see is through that little leg face view. Down. Through the <laughs> All you see is your classmates. <laughs> Sometimes they're bottom, if we're honest. I'm better in the air. <laughs> you don't care what you look like. You don't care what you look like. Because the storm Cause is you're, coming. You're just and you're not trying changed. to die. You're not trying to die. You're trying to live and recount the deeds of the Lord. I will live and not die. You need to cover. Guess what? You put your hands over your head because what's more important? And when the storm's over, guess what? God will send you back to the rest of the house. Oh, I thought you were going to say send you back to class. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's oh. all. <laughs> no, he'll let you go back upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, come on. We all have to be witnesses, too, you know? He's, he's not calling us to stay in our closet and mm-hmm. stay in our secret place. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to come out the secret place sometime and go out and spread the gospel. And, and you know, come back and be recharged. You need to build your house based on where you're at. Because if I'm on the ocean front, I'm not building the basement. I'm building it seven feet off the ground, baby, <laughs> for when a tsunami or whatever yeah. comes. Also, since we're kind of going on this theme of, like, house and all that Talk stuff. Talk about a house. Yeah. Because we're on a roll. We really we are. are. <laughs> also, I feel like a big thing for me is, like, building my house around other people who also have their house built on rocks. Because, mm. like, when you are living a life as a Christian around a bunch of people who have their house built on sand, it's not always helpful or wise because you're looking around at everybody else. And sometimes their house might look real stable. It might look real enticing. Mm. It might seem, like, on the outside that everything is perfect. And you're like, you know what? Why am I going through the struggle of building this house on a rock oh my when gosh. they got a house on the sand that looks real stable? Like, and so like you can really begin to question your own faith, your your own identity, or like the, your own worth. And sometimes that like gives you unnecessary temptation. But when like you're a Christian and you like really put yourself in community, or like intentional about the people you like put yourself around and you like have people maybe mm-hmm. maybe you do have a few neighbors who have mm-hmm. sand house like that's good you know you're able to like be an example and be a light but also like making sure that there are core houses next to you that are also built on rock and so if there is a tornado or you did run out of butter and eggs like you have somebody to go to you know talk about the like, flowers there's somebody, <laughs> like there's somebody that like you know if you go to their house they're going to pray for you they're going to encourage you they're going to lead you back to jesus and so I feel like that's been a big part for me and, like, having you as a best friend. Like, you're always somebody that, like, I know I can come to. And, like, you're always mm-hmm. going to lead me back to God. Like, you're always going to, like, ask me, okay, what is, what is God saying? Or how can you, like, how can mm-hmm. you, like, you know, do better? And so I feel like having those core people definitely yeah. have, like, kept me connected to God. Best friend, what are you dreaming about? If you are not held by your own insecurities or doubts, what do you feel like the Lord is calling you to dream into? I'm going to be honest. I no am not limits. the best dreamer. Like, it's actually on my vision board oh, for yeah. 2022. Like, I literally have dreamer. I'm like, oh, like, this is the reality. Oh. <laughs> you know? And sometimes I don't always, like, dream. You know? And I feel like you are definitely a dreamer. And so when I, like, met you, you're like, mm. oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Like, I'm like, wow, like, you have, like, real, like, aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just trying to make it through in you 430. 
so like um i do dream about as like really having an impact on people's lives like having a real impact on people mm-hmm. um which i know god is calling me to do that through like healthcare. um i if i wasn't held back by my own insecurities and fears and just like my idea of what success mm-hmm. looks like it just Ooh. the list could go on but if i was not held back by those things i definitely would see myself like just going like doing global like health missions mm-hmm. and like just living off the charts no type of like no i don't need social media mm-hmm. i don't need none of that just go and just live for a guy like and serve people like yeah. serve the sick under mm-hmm. men like like places, like go places where like they don't have access to like healthcare or like medicine that we have in the US and like just being able to like help educate, help prevent, and like do some of the basic things that we see as basic but like, actually have a really Literally big basic, impact yeah. on them. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I feel like that would be really cool. And I feel like as I'm growing in God and like like even just going to Urbana and like also be like having a friend like you, like just being able to be in those type of environments, like God is definitely bringing that dream out Aww. more and more. So, definitely something I'm open to. Exactly. Yeah. You know I support you. I know. I'll be like, say less, pack your bags, we're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> and you're like, hold on, the Lord called me to clock in tomorrow. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. How about you? What are you dreaming about, girl? I thought about this, and you actually made me think about it, because you said... You and a couple of my other friends, we need to dream big. We need to let go of old dreams and actually dream new dreams. And I thought, wow, I'm actually holding on to a lot of old dreams that are holy and that are good, but they're not like 2023. They're not the new year. They're not the next year. And so I think for me, what it looks like practically to dream is one that I would just, I would do on school. I mean, that's just a practical dream. And I don't mean get an A. I mean, I would actually do it with joy and I would do it standing on what I know because you can get through school and work with the standard of you do it well, but to actually do it with joy is different. Mm -hmm. And I think another dream is the Lord told me to pick up music recently and I just don't like that at all. (laughs) I love to not do that in front of everyone. The fact that I feel like David and Jesus is not asking me to slay Goliath. He's just asking me to play in the temple. You need to go play for Saul. You're the only, like, you know, the reality that David was the only one Mm -hmm. that could calm the anxiety. Jesus has called me to do that. And I want to be disobedient. But the Lord said, not to. Yeah, that's real. I usually think of like, oh, like this is my dream. It's like something you desire. Mm-hmm. Like almost like, you know, congruent with your own will. And whereas like your will and God's will are like, <laughs> perfectly like, yeah, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's interesting to think that also dreams could be things that you ne- don't necessarily desire, but it was like, oh, this was God's will and it has to transform into mine. Mm-hmm. It has to become a, like. Thank you for sharing, best friend. Yeah, girl, I really enjoy this more than I thought I would. <laughs> we feel that yes and amen <laughs> for everyone out there Naomi is my best friend if you are wondering if you could be her best friend that position is taken officially <laughs> close for 2023 <laughs> school year. yes we will be taking applications never so thank you for listening to this conversation
Thank you for joining us on today's episode. I loved my conversation with Naomi, and not just because she's my best friend, but because she reminds us of the gospel of the kingdom of God, that faith is something that's simple, but it is not easy. And so instead of getting weighed down with confusion or anxiety or just wondering, we can actually seek out practically what it looks like to encounter Jesus and to be changed by it. And a lot of the times it brings us back to childlike faith and the perspective of when we first encountered Jesus and we stood in awe. I'm so grateful you joined. This is all the time we have for today's episode, but don't worry, go in peace and join us next time when we come and see 